You're listening to the Action Figure Blues Podcast, episode number 266, for the week of Wednesday, the 29th of March, 2017. I'm Scott. And I'm Ben. This episode is brought to you by Mike's Comics and Stuff and ActionFigureBlues.com. Tonight, not one, not two, not three, not four, well, yes, four, Titanic Toys of the Week. Scotty and I are dipping into the world of Sideshow Premium Format statues, and we'll be looking at Dark Phoenix, Dark Side, Captain Marvel, and Supergirl. Mr. Ben. Hello. How is you? I'm good. I'm good. I'm I'm here. <laughs> yeah, me too. What, what's doing stuff? Yeah, doing things. What's well, happening uh, in Benland? I was just thinking about what's happening this week, and as I was, uh, as you were sort of doing the intro, I took a sip of my drink, and in uh, this episode of the Action Figure Blues, our sponsored beverage is Pepsi Max Vanilla, and uh, I, I took a sip while you were sort of doing the intro, and it's kind of thrown me because it's um odd. So it's I, very- I'm actually drinking pepsi max um but not the vanilla kind because i can't kind of bring myself to it um <laughs> yes. you know I, I i kind of don't think i want to even try it uh yeah so tell us tell us ben well um, look, hmm. I, I think the jury's still out it's mm-hmm. uh it's complex uh <laughs> uh <laughs> I'm a Pepsi Max fan through and through, and when you take a sip of this one, you get that initial, uh, you know, oh, good grief, what have I done? It tastes like a a 1960s cough mixture. Uh, And just as you're about to sort of uh, throw out obscenities and and things like that to describe it, it suddenly sort of shifts, and you get that pleasant aftertaste, and and you do the whole, well, that actually wasn't too bad. Maybe I overreacted. So then you take another sip, and it's like, oh, good God, it's as bad as I remember. Oh, wait a second. It's... (laughs) It's coming good again. So, um, hmm. Uh, did you try the one with lime? Oh, I think I did some time ago. I can't yeah, say as it uh, it stayed with me. No, I, I didn't like that one. Mm, yeah, it's yeah. it's. But, you um, know, to, to, to the people of uh, Schweppes who own the Pepsi trademark here in Australia. Um, you know, we're more than open to sponsorship opportunities. And we'll, <laughs> you know, drink whatever variety of Pepsi Max you want us to on air if you want to pay us. Yeah, um, I have to say, I, I probably would drink anything if it was free. Mm, um, yeah, I don't mm, know about that. Mm. <laughs> yeah. uh, hmm. Anyway, another news. Hey, you finally got along to see Logan. I did. Yeah. Um, my 16-year-old and I went and uh, thoroughly enjoyed it. I don't know that I would rate it as highly as... I, like I thought it was a great film, um, <laughs> maybe just because you know when you hear what other people are saying before you go in, and I've had quite a few people saying I think it's my favorite, you know, Marvel mm, film, my favorite mm. X Men film, and it definitely wasn't that for me. Um, mm. But as a film, I really enjoyed it. So yeah, um, and I thought there was uh, lots of I thought Patrick Stewart was fantastic. Yeah, um, yeah, like, such a good actor, and yeah. lots of little. Easter eggs in there, um, so good fun. Yeah. It was indeed. It was indeed. Hey, what's um, happening in the world of Horse Watch? 
<laughs> well, um, Horse Girl and Horace are having a sleep <laughs> are having a sleepover tonight. As you do. Yeah. So this is where you um, go take your horse to a horsey friend's house, <laughs> and who has keeps her horse on the property, and you sleep over, ah. and the horse sleeps over as well. Well, there you I go. Know. Yeah, they're going to a big training thing tomorrow, and so um, the f- friend's mum is taking both of them. So that was the easiest way to get them there. So, but um, yeah, all going uh, super well. My uh, Mrs. Scotty is uh, confidently transporting the horse in our horse float, etc. So, because um, part of the deal of me organizing it all was like I never have to do this right. I don't wanna actually. Um, so because it, you know, there's when you get really into this, there's like camping involved, and I don't care. Mm, I, like yeah. not enough stars for me. So I'm, you know, I mean, I'm sure I'm going to get stuck doing it eventually, but all good, <laughs> all fun, and the rest of life is um, also going quite well. So good, brilliant. Actually, yeah, actually, um, was in Cairns for work last week, which is uh, far north Queensland, and I've mm. been there before. Um, and so that was quite interesting. Um, the uh, people were very nice. Um, it is very touristy. There were times when I felt like the most Aussie thing there. <laughs> um, uh, but you know, it was a uh, good, good fun. Very hot, very sweaty. Yes. Um, yeah. Glad, yes. Glad, yes. Glad not, my, not my favorite climate. No. No. I, I'm not built for humidity. No way. No, that's like every time I go to Darwin, I just think I can't believe people live here on purpose. Mm. Like, mm, that's yeah. right. It's like the same weather as Singapore, but nothing nice. Anyway, sorry, anyone who lives in Darwin, mm. I'm sure you really <laughs> like it, and you know, please, um, you know, give us money. That's um, right. Yep. That's right. <laughs> yeah. Well, uh, based on this episode's reviews, I think we fall into that camp. It's uh, obviously been a while since we uh, did some premium format reviews, but uh, somehow we've travelled down different paths with our I discussions know. tonight. We, we've like diverged from. Mm, uh, mm. We're buying different things, um, which is interesting, which means that we can talk about different things. So, yeah. All good. Let's, why yeah. don't we Sounds get good. stuck into it? Why not? From Kenner, it's the Star Wars mini action figure collector's case. Action figures sold separately. The collector's case holds 24 Star Wars action figures, like Stormtrooper, R5-D4, and Snaggletooth. It comes with two plastic trays to keep them in. Or you can turn the trays over and display all your figures in action poses. You can pack up Star Wars action figures and take them with you. The Star Wars mini action figure collector's case. Action figures each sold separately from... Well, as Ben mentioned, we have four Sideshow Premium formats to review tonight in a mega premium format palooza, or I'll come up with a better title by the time we (laughs) publish the episode. And so we're going to be very civil and take turns, and Ben is going to do the first review. So off you go, Ben. Well, thank you kindly, sir. And uh, some time ago, Sideshow uh, did another release in their X-Men line featuring Jean Grey in her Jim Lee outfit. Uh, at the time, I yeah, I, I wasn't really feeling it. I, I'm, it's hard to sort of put a, a finger on it. Uh, I wasn't particularly thrilled with the, the portraits on offer. Uh, and sometime later, when I did get to see one in the flesh, uh, I, I was a lot better than I, I first uh, thought it was. Um, but by the time I sort of got around to, to looking for one, uh, I, basically they came out with uh, my first review option this evening, and that is the Dark Phoenix. 
statues. So this is the second Jean Grey uh, premium format from Sideshow. Uh, as I said, Dark Phoenix means she comes in the traditional uh, red and gold costume. Now, uh, this one came out uh, early 2017, uh, premium format statue. It's a X exclusive run of 2,500. I got the really awesome number of uh, 1,815. That's exactly the one I wanted. Wow. Yeah, awesome. yeah. So amazing. Uh, she stands about 22 inches or around 56 centimetres tall and unfortunately uh, had an asking price of US $500, which seems to, uh, I think, pretty much be the norm now for, for Sideshow, which is still pretty good compared to some other companies. Uh, anyway, look, packaging, uh, yeah, look, nothing really new to talk about here. This is uh, pretty standard for Sideshow. So it's a split styrofoam uh, box, comes in uh, one of those really big packing boxes. Um, and I think as Sideshow gets a little bit more complex in their statues, they have to find the space in the styrofoam and I think the styrofoam is slowly growing because I, <laughs> I, I continually get surprised by the size of the boxes turn up and I go, how can this box be so big? It's got this little girl in it um, yeah, as opposed to some of the you know the bigger things like Batman. But when you've got multiple arms, multiple heads and this sort of thing, they've got to space them out in the styrene. So, but anyway, so she's a pretty reasonable box. Um, the, the art box is really nothing to write home about. Um, I feel a bit bad saying that because, uh, you know, Somebody has to design this thing, and, and I'm not sort of, you know, glowing about it. Um, but, look, it's a, a red and black box that sort of has this appearance like it's made out of feathers, I guess, because of the whole Phoenix thing. I don't know. I haven't given that much thought. Uh, it's got the Phoenix logo on it and Dark Phoenix written on the side, and really, that's about it. So it's <laughs> not particularly exciting at all. Um, so you get her open, the split styrofoam box. Uh, the first thing you notice is there's a few things going on. Uh, that is because this is the exclusive which comes with the second portrait, the second head. Uh, but the first thing we have to get out of the box is the base. And, uh, wow, this one's pretty um, pretty sort of fragile looking. It's that new disc that Scotty and I aren't a big fan of. This seems to be the new thing that Sideshow mm. are doing with their, with their mutants. It's that sort of um, that metallic disc. Uh, that then has a themed base. Now, this is the same sort of thing that Sabretooth and Wolverine had, uh, only instead of uh, snowy bridges and things like that, Phoenix has uh, some pretty cool flames coming up out of that base, and uh, there is sort of a translucent orange resin, and there's lots of little flame bits coming off, and they're ever so delicate, and it's all one piece. And so you've got to kind of lift it out because it's laying on its side, and so you're constantly you know, conscious of, of all these little tendrils coming out. So you ever so carefully get that out, put it down. Uh, good weight to it. I was quite impressed. Uh, once you've got that uh, out and set down, you are getting Jean out. She comes in all one piece, so her arms are already attached. Uh, and the first thing you notice is that she only has one leg. <laughs> and uh, that's because uh, she has, well, you know, that's the traditional sideshow one knee up type deal. Uh, but the other leg, the straight down leg, uh, sort of stops uh, just above the ankle. So probably two thirds of the way down from the knee, um, the leg stops. So there's no foot or anything like that. Instead, what you get is a peg sticking out the bottom. And then the way the flames are sculpted on the base, there's a, a hole where her leg sort of sits in. And so it's all quite clever. Um 
you uh, pop that in. Uh, it actually went in just fine for me, and I guess it's because it's not technically a foot peg. If it was a foot peg, I'd probably still try to be, you know, trying to get it in now. Um, so that went in sort of uh, f- fairly easily. Uh, and then uh, she has that sash around her waist that has the sort of the ribbony bits all floating off to her right uh, side of her hip. And that's actually a separate piece and that's ever so delicate. Uh, and you've got to be very, very careful with that. Uh, I found that was a little difficult to put in as a, a peg hole in her hip and a peg uh, on the on the sash that goes into the side. And I had to sort of play with that a little bit, but eventually in it goes. Uh, and then it's down to the portrait, and you've got two portraits to choose from. So there's the regular portrait that uh, is a bit more sedate. The hair's uh, not quite as uh, free-flowing as it is with the X, uh, and you can see the pupils in her eyes. The X head is the one where the hair is uh, going crazy a little bit, and we've just got the whites of the eyes as if she's summoning the Phoenix Force. All right. Now, in terms of sculpt, this is sculpted by Will Harbottle. And uh, if you don't know Will, he's done a few DC pieces. And I think probably the things that he's uh, best known for are that uh, gentle giant Deadpool where he's sitting on the little uh, moped with that giant cannon. Uh, he's done a, Yeah, he's done a couple of pieces like that. Um, and he also did the, the Catwoman sitting on uh, the motorbike. Uh, as well, I noticed. So, um, look, I think, you know, this is a, a pretty awesome sculpt. Uh, it, it, it's kind of, unless you're actually on the website, the Sideshow website, looking at the multiple pictures, you don't actually realise uh, that Phoenix is actually leaning forward um, quite a bit. Uh, she looks like she's just sort of straight up and down in the images, but she's not. She She's actually uh, on a, a, a significant angle coming towards you. So That's my uh, as pet a, peeve. Yeah, well... <gasps> It, it is because if you if you go from the back of the base to the to the sort of the front of her hair, um, it actually adds a considerable depth to the statue, which can make it quite difficult depending on sort of the display case uh, you're putting it in. Um, so look, Will has taken this one on, and this is uh, you know Dark Phoenix uh, rising from the flames or, or something like that. Um, I, I think it's it's an interesting piece the way he sculpted it because. I think it, it's a combination of the, the the regular portrait, which doesn't have that sort of standard comic book uh, female face. And sometimes the way people draw, you know, females in comics, all you have to do is swap the hair, and it's like there's the Supergirl hair, Power Girl hair, and then the face doesn't have to change. Um, but the the reg portrait is is actually quite different, uh, and I think that's that, it's quite interesting that it's. Um, I don't know if it's specifically modelled on someone, but it's really sort of noticeable that it's uh, that it's quite different. Um, she's actually quite uh, quite petite. Uh, quite slim the way they've done her compared to some of my other female statues. She certainly doesn't have that big sort of voluptuous feel that a lot of the the others do. And uh, yeah, look, it's um, oh, I think it's great. I think it's it's nice and, and subdued compared to something like Power Girl or, or Catwoman who are sort of really quite full and, and busty. So uh, I think you know he's done a good job. Um, obviously, the reg head is uh, is a little bit toned down, whereas the uh, the exclusive, which is the sort of the powered up white. Um, you know, pupilless eyes, um, you know, is meant to be giving us a bit of an enraged thing. And I think there's a bit of a, an odd transition there. I think maybe 
you know, if she was powered up, you know, Phoenix Force, maybe she'd have fists instead of open hands. So um, I prefer the regular head than the exclusive. I think it uh, it just looks better with the really slim body. The the X head is very um, voluminous. There's a, there's a lot to it because of the hair. Um, I also found the heads extremely hard to get out of the styring. They were in there really, really tight. And I was, there's really nothing to grab onto. Uh, so I was really worried about breaking off those hair strands. And it took me a long time to sort of leverage them out. So, um, but uh, in terms of the paint, uh, Kat Sapin did the, uh, did the prototype and I, I think uh, has done an absolutely fantastic job. It's really, really nice and subtle. There's actually not a lot happening here in terms of paint from the neck down so what you've got is the the red bodysuit and then you've got the gold gloves uh boots and the sash um what's nice is the gold is all one color so there's no highlighting at all it's a, it's a really nice kind of metallic -y, uh gold and and it works quite well uh the thing i really liked about how will has um taken on something for this piece is the phoenix logo on her chest is actually sculpted or or not so much the actual logo but the the outline of the phoenix is actually very subtly sculpted so it means that when gertie ha has picked up her paintbrush um you know you've got a, a better chance of success of not sort of bleeding one <laughs> color into the other uh, and because of that, it's actually perfect. Like it's really nicely done. There's there's no sort of botching or anything or, or you know dodgy lines. So it, it's really helped bring up you know that effect quite nicely. Um, so the red is pretty good. It's a really nice sort of deep red. And they've done uh, a darker color airbrushed in the recesses, like her abs and stuff, and that sort of contrasts nicely with the gold. But I think you know where the the detail really is uh, are in those portraits. I think they've done an amazing job. The the regular head, the eyes are spot on. Um, you know, sideshow can get a bit of grief sometimes for their paint and things like that, but they've they've got the eyes perfectly. The skin. They seem to be doing something new with their skin tones, and I noticed this on the new Green Lantern piece too. It's a, a really, really sort of realistic, almost sort of a latex look to it. I, I haven't sort of read anything about the, the new approach, but whatever they're doing, I hope they keep doing it. You know, it's working really, really well. So a um, little bit of gloss on the lips, that kind of thing. The hair is where I think the most detail is. Uh, lots of layers, lots of shading and highlighting to really sort of bring out the colour of that that red um and i think too the way they've done the the flames on the base there's some nice sort of shading over the top so you've got the really sort of vibrant uh you know orange almost yellow down at the bottom and then by the time the flames come up and creep around they're a much darker red so that's actually really nice and i've seen a couple of photos on the net where people have actually put a torch or a light behind this and the uh, the, the because it's um uh translucent it actually lights up really really well and, and looks nice so uh no light up feature or anything like that but um yeah still i think you know it's it's pretty cool um nothing in terms of articulation or accessories other than the, the head I, I think it's a really nice piece uh what i also like is uh i didn't actually have any room for her in my display cases however i've cleared off the top of my display cases and she just fits on top between uh, the the top of the display cabinet and the roof, so she's uh, yes, she's got a spot up the top um, with the new Wolverine and Sabretooth pieces. So uh, overall, I, I'm really happy. Uh, I, I don't have any desire to hunt down the Jim Lee version now. Um, she mm. fits the the Jean Grey slot in my collection nicely. Yeah. Um, yeah. Go for it. 
that Jim Lee uh, Jean Grey premium format, I've always found a very awkward looking uh, piece. There's something about it that just doesn't work for me. Um, and I'm, yeah. I'm not, a, I'm not actually a huge fan of the outfit either. Like the, um, and this I think looks fantastic. I, I feel like it's, uh, you'd have to think that a regular like green costume Phoenix will come eventually when they've got them oh. there, you know, like, <laughs> and that that's actually one that I would find really hard to yeah. Yeah. Uh, pass up. Like that's the, you know, that I would find that hard to pass up. Um, I'll be very annoyed if they do uh, oh. because green would have been my preference, but yeah. uh, we shall see. Yeah. This we is sideshow. <laughs> yes, yes. So, yeah. Look, um, I really don't have a lot of problems with this one. The the magnets on the head, uh, you know, they, they slot in nicely. Uh, there's no real concern about the hair scratching against the shoulders. Like, it fit together really nicely. I'm still just not a fan of that disc base. I, I think no. it's still it still takes you out uh, of the piece. Uh, I think they could have easily done this base as is without the, the disc uh, yeah. and just to have the, the flames that would have reduced the height as well. Mm-hmm. So, um, yeah, look, I, I think this one's probably a 9 out of 10 for me. I, I'm, I'm quite pleased. Um, Very good. Yeah, yeah. Very good. All right. Well, I'm going to take a turn now, and as well as doing separate uh, things with our premium formats, we've also divided by uh, <laughs> company because you have got two Marvel characters to talk about, and I have got two DC characters to talk about. Cool. Um, so I am going to start with Dark Side, which is not a statue that I pre-ordered because I wasn't 100% sure where I was sitting uh, at this point in terms of how deep I wanted to go with um, the DC premium formats, and it still changes on a daily basis. But <laughs> um, the uh, basically, I liked this a lot more when I saw it in person than I did in the solicits, and I ended up getting him um, on a deep, like a, a 20% off sale from Zing, our local um, uh, retailer now that's all over Australia, including Cairns. No, I walked cool. into, it was hilarious. I walked into, <laughs> you know, Cannes Central and literally turned around and there's a zing. And I was like, oh, good grief, they're everywhere. <laughs> um, so this is the regular, obviously, because I didn't get it through um, Sideshow. Uh, just some stats about this uh, piece. First of all, um, he is 26 inches tall. Yikes. Um, so he's a big boy. Um, uh, 14 wide, so not um, like a super and, and 20 long. So deep as well, obviously because it's, you know, a biggish base, um, mm. and, uh, but very tall, um, uh, nine kilos. So 20 pounds. Wow. So not, not Seve's Batman. Yeah, no, mm-hmm. Um, that every time I have such problems with that Batman <laughs> statue, just in terms of the way that my display works and that sort of thing. I actually have him, away from all the other DCs because he's just too heavy to put on top of the oh, yeah, yeah. unit that I have. And so anyway, someday, <laughs> <laughs> someday. 
So this has got design credits for Walter O'Neill, who has been around for ages during Bowens and DC stuff, etc., and also Chris Anka, and then sculpting credits for Pablo Vigiana, Earl Ellis, and Alfred Parides. Um, and uh, it is a, a large statue. In terms of packaging, um, the I've got photo albums of both of my pieces up on our uh, Facebook page, and kind of like Phoenix, this packaging has been designed by Bob Boring of Boringsville. <laughs> um, uh, you know, it's I find it odd uh, with these things that they obviously can do whatever they want, you know, because there's uh, yeah, and yeah. they I don't know. Um, <laughs> so, but I I feel like it's obviously done by you know graphic designers, but not people that that actually have got knowledge of the character, etc. because with something like Dark Side, there's so much that you could do yeah. to provide a sort of character reference, you know, all the fourth world you know, stuff, etc. Um, so it's a very plain uh, kind of wood and metal looking um, thing with Dark Side stamped on it. So <laughs> absolutely nothing right home right. And then a picture of um, the p- actual piece on the back, which um, is a, you know, if, if they all did that, I'd be totally cool. But because it's so inconsistent about whether there's an image of the uh, piece on it at all, whether it's actually mm. the like you know art or the actual piece, etc., I just find it bizarre. Mm. Um, when you open this up, it's actually packaged quite uh, tightly. Um, the there's a lot in there, um, so it's a very wide. Uh, box like very wide styrofoam packaging the base is humongous um and the uh, x came with a swap out portrait um that's more angry dark side and then the regular um uh dark side has got <laughs> i guess it, i'll call it the resting bitch face um you know <laughs> pose. like he's he's kind of he's not angry but he's certainly not happy right um, i think this is another one where the x uh, sorry the the regular is actually better I agree. That's that's one reason why I didn't feel like I needed to pre-order it because mm, mm. I wasn't really feeling it. But neither of them are like Kirby-ish or like, you know. They're, they're, it's uh, and I should leave space here for you to talk about how Darkside was never this big when he was Jack Kirby. And uh, <laughs> <laughs> we could probably retrieve this from previous episodes. Actually, I, I think every time DC relaunches, they add about two feet to Darkside's height. So yeah, you know, he's about twelve sure. feet tall now. Yeah, for sure. He he's been like retconned into the DC version of Apocalypse, right? Like it, mm. you know, and that that kind of who just keeps getting bigger and bigger as well. Mm. Um, and uh, you know, it's I mean, it's it's open to interpretation. I've got no no problem, you know, there. Um, the base has got uh, is a kind of you know fiery, flamey thing um, with then a really odd kind of. Um, flame shape that is sticking out of it, um, and I don't, I don't mind the the choices they've made about the base, but it is all kind of paint. There's no real translucent stuff happening um, here, which you might think would be the case with fire. Um, mm. So it does, but actually the effect um, is quite good. The way that they've done the paint, you get this kind of sense that there, it's like molten. Um, lava almost and that there's fire underneath it and that probably would have been harder to accomplish with the translucent yeah um, i like it i think it looks great yeah no it does it like it doesn't when i first saw it i was like oh i don't know if i like it because i often painted things that are meant to be flames 
don't mm. really mm. work. Um, but the then the little extra bit that you slot into the base of the back adds to that because they're kind of leaping out behind. Um, and Jackside comes in uh, – he's got a few pieces. Um, his body, um, legs, and arms are all one piece, and then his hands are um, – separate pieces that slot on with magnets and of course the head then is a separate piece with the swap out uh, portrait thing and he's posed um it's not quite the classic sideshow one leg up thing because he's kind <laughs> of like he, he, his right leg is back a bit so it you know but then the left leg is you know tra- as per tradition um, up, uh, it's on almost a, a, an action pose. It's almost an action pose. And then, <laughs> you know, and then he's he's got his um, right fist clenched and his left arm uh, extended out. Um, you know, doing something powerful, um, <laughs> or maybe he's airing out his deodorant. I'm not sure. Mm, um, mm. The but either way, it's it's actually quite a striking, powerful um, pose. Uh, they've done a really nice job of the sculpt of this. You know, all of the draping, the drapery in um, his tunic, etc., is really lovely. The contrast of the texture of his tunic as opposed to his, uh, you know, rocky sort of skin. Um, the the boots. The what are the what are the bits that stick up at the top of his boots? They've got to have oh. a name. Yeah, they probably do. What? You yeah. don't know? I was relying on you for this. I didn't research because I was like, you know, Ben will be able to th- – they're not like knee pauldrons or something? Yeah, I don't know that they actually have a name. I'm going to call them knee pauldrons because I think that's such a hilarious word. I think um, it's great. Yep. His knee pauldrons are beautifully sculpted. <laughs> Someone will get mail about that for sure. Mm-hmm. The technical term, yeah, extended knee pads. I don't know. Cosmic <laughs> knee pads. Um, the <laughs> – Sorry. <laughs> um, go ahead. I'm just wondering where you go to get cosmic knee pads. <laughs> <laughs> Same place where Rocket Raccoon gets his yeah, guns. Like exactly. Yeah. Um, the big thing that uh, the missed opportunity here for me is the, you know, uh, swap out hand with the mother box. Um, you know, yeah. That, yeah. That, that, uh, but anyway, there you go. Like I think we're we're in modern. This is definitely a modern DC inspired Dark Side, not a Kirby inspired Dark Side. Mm. So you know that's all all good. Um, the the head sculpt I really quite like. I think that, like you said, this is one where I really do prefer the um the, the, just the standard yeah, uh, yeah. Dark Side. I'm not really uh, the angry Dark Side is kind of a bit too. Over the top, I'm not sure. Um, yeah, I couldn't put a finger on it either. I, I just think the regular one just feels more Kirby-ish. I yeah, I think that's it. That's it. It is. It's. It is definitely a more classic um, sort of head sculpt. I mean, I haven't seen. To be fair, I haven't seen the X head sculpt in person. It's just based on photos. Um, you know, but this is a really imposing figure, and in terms of the. I guess the kind of premium format display, um, I think he really adds something to it. And I'm looking forward to having you know, a couple of the other big name bad guys to kind of put mm-hmm. alongside him. Um, he's not, he's not the tallest. Um, Wonder Woman uh, is taller than Darkseid because okay. um, she has a much higher base. Um, yeah, Sinestro, yeah. Sinestro with the big, um, 
<laughs> the saw Whatever. blade. Yeah, it's, <laughs> saw blade is obviously the still the tallest uh, one. Um, but I'd say I think Superman is about the same height from memory um, as well. But he, you know, he fits in as long as you accept this is bigger dark side. He scales. Yeah, yeah. He scales really nicely with the other pieces. Um, so you know, he fits in the in the display, which I'm happy about. Um, so like, I've got nothing to complain about with this, that the paint on mine is fantastic. Um, the, the, there's a, just a nice kind of subtle wash over the tunic, which gives it a bit of a depth depth, but is not over the top. Um, and then the same on his, uh, skin as well. Um, there's a bit of a wash just to give it some, uh, kind of shading, um, but you know, done really nicely. I the base works, even though I initially thought that uh, it wouldn't. I think there's actually been a lot of thought put into what that would uh, look like. So I, I can't really um, subtract anything from this. I think it's going to have to be a ten out of ten. Yeah. Oh, yeah. look, I, I I think the drapery on this just makes it uh, I, that attention to detail where. Um, you know he, the, the, that sort of blue tunic pinches in in all yeah. the right spots. Yeah. Um, yeah. You know, reacting to the knee up and the arm out, uh, yep. it just it, yeah nailed it. Yeah, and you, you can really see that where you're like he's he's pulling his got his right hand in a fist and pulling it back a little bit, and the tunic is pulling alongside of it, and then mm. Um, mm. being affected by the raised hand on the other side. It's really. Um, this is the kind of stuff that just amazes me that people can do. Um, I, I think the head sculpt is brilliant. It's really um, the, the expressiveness that they've been able to do with a, um, you know, a, an unusual sort of um, face to work with um, yeah, is, yeah. is brilliant, really, really good. So yeah. all happiness on this one. Excellent. I can see uh, Pablo's wife. Um, with a, a, a an oversized pillowcase with a couple of slits in it and her foot up on a bucket, you know, standing there for hours. Going, <laughs> how, how long yeah. do I have to stand yeah. like that? Oh, it's long enough for me to capture the, the drapery. And Can you just twist a little bit more to the right, please? Yeah. Thank you. Yeah. 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 It's, she's, it's she's great very... because it works. Yeah, that's really good. <laughs> All right, back to you and back to Marvel Land. Yes, back to me. All right, well, moving on, I'm looking at another Marvel lady, and this one is Captain Marvel. So this is Carol Danvers, the, uh, the well, you know, she's probably the leading lady at Marvel now. They're absolutely pushing her as uh, the Marvel equivalent of Wonder Woman. And, uh, yeah, look, I, I, I really like Captain Marvel, but uh, I just... You know, every time, every every seven issues when Marvel reboots, um, you know, the Captain Marvel comic, uh, you know, with a new uh, creative team, etc., I give it a go and I get three or four issues in, and I just there's just not enough there to to keep me going. Uh, I, I don't know whether it's because they're still trying to sort of find that niche to give her. Um, but look, when this, uh, statue was solicited, uh, it was an instant for me. Um, I'm, I'm really sort of, uh, enjoying my X-Men and Avengers in the premium format lines. And this is a, it was an easy ad. Uh, I don't have the earlier Miss Marvel that Sideshow did in her, her black, uh, costume with the, the gold and red sort of trim, et cetera. And that goes for a fortune on the secondary market. Um, so this was an easy one for me. It means that, you know, I don't have to, you know, sell any organs, for Miss Marvel. 
Um, this was an instant buy for me for a number of reasons. The pose just immediately grabbed me. I thought the portrait was stunning. And uh, I'm pleased to say, uh, in the flesh, uh, it, it doesn't actually disappoint at all. So uh, this one came out, I think this was actually a late 2016 I think I got mine early on in January, and uh, she, uh, the exclusive is limited to 1,500. This is 1,262. Um, now, she is 23 inches tall, so 58.5 centimetres, and I mention that exactly because she's about oh, three quarters of a centimetre too tall to go on top of my display cabinets. So uh, she was the uh, the catalyst in a massive rearrangement in my display cases so that I could actually fit her in there and, and get her in with the rest of the Avengers. Uh, she'll set you back $499, just like Dark Phoenix. And uh, look, packaging, uh, you know, it's uh, nothing that we haven't already talked about. Split styrofoam type deal. Uh, it has uh, some nice graphics on the side. Once again, you get that image of what you're getting in the box. And I, I don't know about you, but I'm a bit kind of torn on this. There, there are times where I, I guess if you were in a retailer's, um, you know, establishment of some kind and you saw the box, um, you know, you get an idea of exactly what's in there. But for me, I, I think I'd rather see something like the original control art or, or something like that, that that you could reference and – but anyway, it's uh, it's Captain Marvel from the waist up with uh, a whole bunch of you know red, blue, gold graphics, a galaxy behind. Uh, you know, it's it's fine. Uh, well, when you get this one open, one of the first things you notice is that the base is not as big as you thought it was. So you lift that base out, pop it on uh, your coffee table or, or similar, and it's uh, you know it's effectively I. I I think they originally built it as the remains of a destroyed um, brood ship and uh, it's you know, various bits and pieces. And then once you start rummaging around in the box, you actually realise that there's a couple of extra pieces to the, to the head, I guess, of the brood ship that actually slot in. Uh, and so they have their own pegs and, and that kind of thing. And so you get those out and there's no instructions whatsoever. So you're turning the base around, looking for holes, <laughs> going, where do I actually plug this in? And, and obviously looking for reference pictures on the net going, you know, where, where's there an extra bit that looks different to the one that's sitting in front of me that I can work it out? Um, so, yeah, there's uh, one on either side that you, you slot in. Uh, very, very clever the way it actually fits in, and I can see just by the way it does slot in that uh, it wouldn't have worked as a solid piece. Uh, first thing I noticed is one of mine didn't go in. Um, surprise, surprise. And I had to get out the hobby file and uh, take uh, take some time to file that out so it would actually fit in. But, uh, yeah, look, in it, in it went. Um, good thing about this base is... From a width and depth point of view, it's actually quite small. So uh, I guess I'm so used to some of these giant bases uh, of late, you know, which have a, a really large kind of uh, diameter that this one's um, you know, a, a really pleasant surprise. It's back to those kind of narrow ones of those early Avengers like uh, Scarlet Witch and, and the Vision. So uh, once that base is out, uh, it's, uh, it's all good. And out comes Captain Marvel. And then you notice that her right leg, which is... Uh, the straight leg so then there's the standard sideshow knee raised um, the right leg actually has a, a huge peg in the shin and uh, that's because her leg kind of yeah it, it plugs into the back of the base 
And uh, that was fairly sort of easy. That that uh, worked quite well. Uh, and, you know, in she went. Um, then the she's got, uh, I don't know what to call these things, uh, around her waist, um, she has, it's like a belt that's not done up. Um, I don't know what else to call it. Um, so she's got like this belt that's not done up. And then coming off that, there are these kind of sashes that, you know, hang down. I don't know. Maybe she's conscious of the size of her hips or something and, and needs to cover it up. Um, they're two separate pieces <laughs> and, uh, yeah, two separate pieces. They come out of the box quite easily. And what's really cool is they're actually just held on by magnets. There's no peg holes. You kind of just start to maneuver them in place. And then, you know, as per uh, sideshow, the, the magnet suddenly pulls it out of your hand and it, it snaps on and you know, it's there. So it's really cool. You don't have to do much. Uh, which is nice. Uh, then you notice uh, she doesn't have a head. Uh, I've got the X, and this one comes with the regular unhelmeted head, and the exclusive is the Cree uh, helmet, uh, which you've actually, I don't know, I think it's actually been abandoned in the comics. I yeah, haven't yeah. seen it for a while. So, um, yeah, it's the fully enclosed helmet with that kind of ridge um, that runs along the, the top bit of a fin, uh, you know, as such. And then you can sort of uh, choose which one you want to do. A uh, good thing about the two heads is they actually angle slightly different. So you, you kind of get two different poses depending on oh, nice. which head yeah, you actually go with. Now, this one is actually sculpted by a fellow named Justice Joseph. Uh, who's he? Show. Yeah. Yes. Who's he, you might ask? Well, I have no idea. Uh, I did a, a bit of a Google and, you know, there's actually not a lot sort of going around. So uh, I think he's done uh, a little bit of DC stuff and has stepped into the, the sideshow world now. All right. Well, on to the sculpt. Uh, I said before, right at the very beginning, that I thought this was uh, an absolute stunner. Uh, I think this uh, is everything you could want from your female superhero. Uh, she's sexy as hell, but at the same time, uh, I think, you know, Justice, if I can call you Justice, um, has has really captured a, a powerful pose. Uh, again, this looks like, uh, you know, she's she's done her thing. She's destroyed the baddies and she's sort of coming up over the top to survey the damage and uh, see what else is happening. So quite the, the, the dynamic, powerful pose. But uh, unlike my comments around um, Phoenix, uh, this gal is uh, is voluptuous. You know, she's got the, the large thighs kind of thing, which I, I think is great. Uh you know, it's a, a really, really nicely done piece. Um, the thing that blows me away about this one is the regular portrait, which is the unhelmeted head. Um, I said uh, a while back that I thought she looks uh, a little bit like Ruby Rose. And, and I think, oh. you know, for American listeners, um, I've actually put a link in the in the script that you'll uh, – see the little comparison that I did. Uh, Ruby Rose is an Australian DJ slash musician slash model. Um, she was in uh, Orange is the New Black yep. um, with, with her Australian accent. Um, and, yeah, I don't know. I just think, uh, yeah, it reminds me quite a bit of her. And uh, when I actually did a, a little sort of quick editing to put a, a photo of her alongside the portrait, I thought it was was pretty darn close. Um, so, look, she's got the um, – it's hard to describe. She's got sort of the shaved hair on the sides above the ears and then the sort of the long hair sort of coiffed over on, on the top. I think that look is probably already gone from the comics as well. And in terms of the costume, uh, this is, I think, you know, what's becoming the, the, the standard look for Captain Marvel. She's got that combination blue, red, gold thing going on, and I think every time they relaunch her costume, 
comic, uh, you know, the artist takes a little bit of license and, and changes it to to suit. Um, I think this was pretty representative of the look in the comics at the time, uh, probably when it went into development. Um, but uh, look, I think, you know, it's it's a great looking costume. I, I still prefer Carol as binary. Um, that's how I've always really known her. Um, so, but, you know, I think this is a, a great costume and what's really nice is, uh, you know, some costumes when they, they translate to 3d like this, um, they lose a little bit. Uh, I think this one works really well because all the gold edging that you see, uh, around like across the top of her boots and across the sort of the, that, that star logo across her chest, uh, are all fully sculpted. Um, so they're actually raised and, and, you know, you can actually, you know, it's, it's got that tactile feel as you run your finger over it, uh, which really breaks up the, the costume quite nicely. So the brood head uh, in the base that I mentioned looks really cool. It's got like this kind of, uh, I don't know, it's kind of like a, a spacey technical techno Egyptian type theme. Looks like it's made up <laughs> of little plates and glyphs and rocks and stuff. There's a couple of lenses uh, where the eyes are, and uh, that's actually translucent orange resin, so that breaks that up quite nicely. So that's really well sculpted. Um, look, I don't know that you know even a comic fan would would walk into your house and look at it and go, "Hey, look, it's Captain Marvel standing on a destroyed brood ship head or something like that." It's it's kind of weird. Mm. Um, but one thing to notice though is the base is actually covered in these grey rocks underneath the brood head, and I think that's a deliberate uh, decision to fit in with the rest of the Guardians. Uh, mm. statues the Gamora one has the same sort of uh, base as well so uh, look in terms of sculpt I, I love it I think it's it's just beautifully done it's uh, it's got you know all the poise uh, that you'd want um, the Cree helmet is really well done too and I think this is uh, this is a, a real shame because normally uh, you know as we've talked about in the past with different things like power girl there's always that one portrait that just stands out for you and, and is the the immediate choice um, and this one's a tough one because the the Cree helmet is really really nicely done but once I actually got her out and got her in hand the uh, the unhelmeted because uh, of the human portrait is just beautifully done and i'll mm. you know, use that as a, a subtle transition to talk about paint uh and this was one of those ones where i thought oh come on sideshow you know you've showed us the uh, the prototype please don't you know mess this up with a a really bad uh paint job you know let's uh let's you know knock this one out of the park and i think they have uh, the way they apply the transfers for the pupils in the eyes, um, they finally sort of got that down now. And so, you know, there's no googly eyes going on. Uh, the way they've done the makeup around the eyes, the eyebrows, and, of course, the, the lips, which just have that sort of subtle, um, glossy look, all beautifully done. But... Uh, you know, it's not just that portrait. I think overall the colours just pop. They work really well. There's this really rich blue that, that forms the basis of that sort of bodysuit. But then the red that uh, makes up sort of, well, you know, bits and pieces. There's the boots, the gloves, and across the shoulders. It's a really, really deep red that I think complements it. And as I said, that gold uh, just separates it all really, really nicely. Um, so there's some really nice drapery in there as well. And that's reflected in the highlighting of the blue. There's some sort of, you know, subtle shading of the blue but then there's no highlighting of the red and it, it all just works really really well um for me anyway and uh, i haven't seen too many complaints uh, about this one online i think uh, you know this was one of those ones that sideshow just seemed to uh, get it right and, and everybody got one that was really really good 
So, look, the you know her hair is beautiful as well. There's that the right kind of sort of shading and stuff going on there. One of the first things I always look at, particularly with the females, is is the way the hair. Um, sort of uh, where it joins the top of the scalp above the forehead. Uh, often that can be sort of a, a bit of a make or break um, with some of these pieces. You know, it looks like they've just got a toupee sitting on their head as opposed to sort of natural hair coming off of the scalp. And and I think sort of sculpting that at this level of detail can be a bit difficult. But um, this one just works. Um, I, I love it. I, I really don't have uh, anything at all to pick at. Sideshow have just been nailing it. These these last few releases, uh, I've also got a Red Sonia to talk about later, and uh, you know they've really upped their game. Uh, I, there's just really um, nothing to to point out on this Captain Marvel at all. Even this kind of the disc that sits under the the brood head is is passable. Um, you know, uh, this is just a ten out of ten for me. She's gorgeous. I agree. <laughs> I think she's um this is a you know hard one for me to pass up. I'm uh trying with my Marvel premium formats to stick to really classic um you know versions of characters, the iconic um you know version of a character and this is one that if I if I get a chance to get one uh on sale etc who knows um it'd be hard to say no to but it kind of <laughs> doesn't fit into that because you know as you said that modern comics have such ADD when it comes to costumes, etc. Um, and uh, yeah, but I mean, I love this character. I um, I think her uh, so the Ms. Marvel solo series that was written by Brian Reed in the mid two thousands. Um, I just adored until it got kind of really disjointed because of all the crossovery mm. secret invasion. Yes. You know, stuff just kind of killed it, but it was just a great, great um, series. Uh, and uh, love the character. Would love to own this. Well done. Yes, <laughs> I love when we have these these fun exchanges on uh, when we send each other messages, and you'll send me a message like, "You've got to talk me out of buying this such and such." It's like you must own it. <laughs> yeah, no, that's right. Yeah, I've only done that once, and you're like, "Have you remember who you're talking to?" That's like, right. Oh, what, what am I talking about? Good grief. <laughs> When was the last time I talked to anyone out of buying a collectible? Yeah, that's right. You're my bad angel. Um, <laughs> <laughs> definitely not the good one. Um, okay, well, I am going to wrap up the premium format Palooza by talking about a, a DC female character, which is the lovely Supergirl. Now, this premium format statue is one that when uh, it first premiered at San Diego, I think it might have been 2015, like a while a while ago uh created a lot of controversy because the original um head sculpt that uh was shown with this when it was first premiered um was not popular um because it was ugly um <laughs> I think they changed her hand as well, didn't they? The left hand. I think they might have. That yeah, they definitely they made some big changes to to this. The the um the original head sculpt was just not good, um, and so I think that might be why you didn't order this. Is that right? Or? Uh, yeah. Look, I mean, yes, I'm well aware of all the the controversy <coughs> that went on, and I, I thought. You know, in the end, I'll I'll just wait to, to see this one. I'm doing that with a few of the premium formats at the moment. And then when you said that you'd actually picked her up, I thought, okay, well, you know, I'll, I'll 
I'll listen to see what you have to say. And <laughs> yeah, oh, look, I'm on the fence, and, and you know, but I'm on the fence with Dark Side as well. Like you know, you said if if you you see uh, see it for a deal, then yeah. Yeah, I, I think that uh, this is one that I would definitely uh, recommend. Um, you know, based on it, it's one that I was very uh, wary of because there were so many issues and complaints about it in the lead up to. Um, you know, I I tend to always pre order the DC premium formats right away, even if I ultimately change my mind, um, just so that. <clears throat> you know, because obviously, from an investment point of view, having the exclusive is better for resale, mm. etc. Um, not, not that I desperately needed this exclusive, but I'll talk about that in a moment. Um, <laughs> you know, one of the things. Anyway, I'll, I'll start from the beginning. I'm I'm not being very sequential here. Um, so packaging wise, this is a little more interesting than uh, the others. It's got the art on it, um, mm. not not the not the piece. Um, and <clears throat> it has a portrait on it that uh, is much better than um, what the statue actually is, I think, <laughs> um, in terms of just the way that her hair is done, etc. And I'll talk about that in a moment because I have some just basic physics issues with the um, <laughs> with the piece as it is. Um, the so, but still, you know, fairly. Oh, it's fine. It's fine. It's fine. Packaging, um, styrofoam inside, um, is obviously the standard stuff we've been talking about all night, um, with lots of pieces, etc. And the exclusive here is Streaky the Supercat, who is an add-on. And if you don't have Streaky or don't want to use Streaky, then there is an extra bit of the base, which is a rock thing, um, oh, cool. that you can stick in in its place. And uh, the the base um, is a uh, like I said a kind of rock formation I guess, and uh, it has it, it's quite um, small uh, by comparison to uh, other pieces. This is a tall piece as opposed to mm. a wide uh, piece. So height wise, she is twenty four inches high. She is, but only nine inches wide and ten inches deep. Um, so it's a very tiny little circle. And because she is so tall, you look at that and think, oh my gosh, how is this going to actually balance, etc.? But there are no issues um, with that. <laughs> Inside the packaging, she has got uh, the base is one piece plus a little add-on if you're not going to use Streaky. And then her body... Um, is uh, minus the head is a piece. Um, the head obviously is a separate um, piece. The hands are uh, both uh, separate and you know can be attached later. And a little bit like Carol, um, she actually doesn't have a fully sculpted uh, left, sorry, right foot um, because it's kind of in the in the base. And there is a peg in her. Uh, left leg where you put her into the base and that is how she is attached to the base uh, partly mm. through that um stump of a oh sorry I take it back she does have she does have full full feet it's just that the um the leg has got that peg in it and that's the only way she's attached the feet do not go into the base um it's she's completely supported by her left leg 
resting on the base with that kind of peg in her knee. Um, So, yeah, so it's amazing that it actually works, but it really does. Mm. Um, Then before you put her head on, you have to put the cape on. And the cape um, is... Uh, look, it is a little bit fiddly. There is a little instructional video, which I actually did watch just <laughs> to make sure that I got it right. Because as we discussed with these premium formats, sometimes the, you know, the fiddling around with attaching heads can lead to paint marking, etc., which mm-hmm. is mm-hmm. never fun. And this is actually a really clever um, design where in the base of her neck peg, there is a slot that the uh, cape fits into. Mm. So you position the like little a little ribbon that around the cape over that neck hole and then uh, rest the head piece over it mm. and it holds the cape in place. Yeah, um, cool. So um, easy once you – I looked at it and was like, what is happening? But <laughs> once I saw the video, it made sense. The cape has got a little wire around the edges, which you can, um, depending on your level of patience and skill, try and uh, pose in something resembling a flowing whatever. And I kind of gave up in the end. I don't think mine's particularly beautiful, but I could <laughs> live with it. Um, so, you know, the little, the way they show the um, display ones, uh, you know, I don't think accounts for the fact that this has been folded. And, yeah. you know, to be shipped. And I don't think, I think it's hard to kind of recover completely from it having been folded in half and pressed flat to be, mm-hmm. um, you know, packed up and, and shipped. But I did my, I did my best. Um, <clears throat> the, the head sculpt, uh, I do think is actually quite lovely. The original one, um, you know, had some issues. Um, this, <laughs> you know, like, yeah. <laughs> well, I think the best comparison I saw was to um, Alfred E. Newman. Mm, mm. Yeah, I, I, I'm not. I think that they've uh, made her face a little bit thinner. I think her face was quite was yes. a lot wider in the original one, um, and uh, they they changed the hand pose as well from something that was a, a bit more twee than what than what she's got now. So she, now she looks like she's waving um you know i guess one of my constant bugbears with female statues is that uh that <clears throat> particularly with characters like supergirl who are extremely strong and powerful that when poses are done for statues rather than demonstrating you know how powerful they are we mm-hmm. go for something cutesy um you know which this definitely is and i mean i know she's a girl and she's blah blah, blah but it it really it just bugs me um, because I, I, I'm just waiting for I mean you know Wonder Woman we get we get powerful Wonder Woman because you know she's an Amazon and blah blah, blah. but uh, for characters like this you know there's so many powerful things that she empowering things she could be doing as yeah. opposed to cutely floating over a space rock with her super cat um, <laughs> so uh, um, she's got the the kind of it's a combo I think of a couple of outfits um with an impossibly bare midriff um it's not just a bare midriff it's like the bare high riff and low riff mm. as mm. well um and yeah again but you know she's a she's a girl and so we have to <laughs> you know show her like a girl um 
this He's just shy of being arrested. I yes, I think so. Um, there's a lot of design credits for this, including Stanley Archer Lau, who I wonder if he might have been called in to do a face rescue. I don't know. Um, the uh, and then uh, sculpt Mark Newman, who I know did not do the portrait because I mm. saw that someone asked him about that and he said no not me um and then will harbottle and alfred parides um as well um so whether any of those were the sculpture of the discarded portrait we'll probably never know um the uh, pose wise then or i guess you know sculpt wise like i said I, I do have a bit of an issue here and this is you know when you look at her uh, the way that her hair is sculpted, um, it is floating uh, very, uh, like, kind of up in the air. Like, maybe she's in space. That's what I'm kind of, you know, like. Yeah. yeah. There's, there's only two options here. Either she's kind of coming in for a landing, but the pose doesn't quite Because uh, then her skirt and her that. cape should be up. Exactly, um, mm. or she should be you know, in space, you know, or or she could be in space, which is possible because she's mm. like got a little asteroid, you know, next to her, and maybe she's just waving at a little alien or something. I don't know, yeah, um, yeah. but uh, you know, obviously, if the the cape and the skirt, uh, if she is coming in for a landing, would be kind of heading north as well, um, and yeah, I don't know, I just. It's just something really peculiar about it that you look at it and go, why is her hair like that? I don't understand. Mm-hmm. Um, it, it's just, it's odd. I, I, I would have loved a, another um, another portrait here. I think that, you know, yeah. this, the, I would have happily traded Streaky the Supercat for <laughs> another portrait because, again, it's so twee. It's so, like, I mean... Uh, it's just kind of one of those things that's like a water, a bit like Kitty with Lockheed, although I think Lockheed is a lot cooler than <laughs> than than Streaky. But yeah. you know, yeah. but it's like, why do we have to have Lockheed every time we get Kitty? You know, doesn't she exist without that dragon? I think she does. Like, it, mm-hmm. um, and mm-hmm. the, the same with the same with Streaky. But the Streaky is actually really nicely sculpted, and he's got his own little sculpted cape as well, which is kind of floating up. To be fair, um, and uh, he slots into the side of the base, so yeah, it's fine. Um, the the only the other issue I have, and this is I suppose is a little bit picky, is um, just in the face her uh, teeth. Um, are and I tried to do a, a close up um, just to kind of show her teeth are uh, sculpted um, and there are very pronounced black lines between her teeth that have been painted, um, which uh, you know either she's got really thin teeth with gaps in between them, um, or it, it's kind of overdone. So I think they probably needed to do something to accentuate them. But uh, the 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 really black paint that they've used and the thickness of those lines, um, mm. I do not love. Um, the eyes are really nicely done. The um, that kind of join between the scalp and the hair is nicely done. Um, there, there's some really nice sculpting of uh, you know folds and drapery and and all that stuff. It, it's lovely. Um, but that I did think was a bit. Wow. But I, I, I'm kind of complaining, and I actually really 
despite all of that, really like this piece um, because it's just, it is cute. It's fun. Um, it adds something really nice to the, um, you know, the kind of DC collection. Um, I just, you know, would have liked uh, a, a kind of stronger pose and B, I think that that head sculpt needed not just to be improved. They needed to just go back to the drawing board. Um, but the, the po I think you're a bit stuck with the pose with the hand, the way it was. Yeah. 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 Look, I think, yeah, she certainly compliments power girl because power has got that really, really powerful present. You know, she's landed on yeah. the, the pavement, yeah. cracked it. Um, and, and, you know, I guess, Supergirl's meant to be the sort of the, the, the light-hearted version of, of Superman. Um, mm, yeah. yeah. I, I, I think the vibrant colours are what do it for me. Like, they, they pop quite well. That that red-yellow-blue just looks great. Mm, mm. No, it, look, it's a great piece. It is a um, – I, I will always struggle a bit with the floating hair. I, I, that's just a kind <laughs> of a little bit of a dampener for me that I don't quite get – and you know these things. These things are there's uh, there's meetings about this stuff. You know, <laughs> like that's the thing I always yeah. kind of think when you look at these things and think. So obviously there was a story behind this, some sort of narrative that made sense for this to be approved by a big group of people. Um, but the fact that we're kind of sitting here going, oh, I don't quite get it, I think means that maybe yeah. Anyway, yeah, you think that's something that they would cover in the solicitation? You know, you get that sort of uh, that that bit of text that goes with uh, the solicitation that they would sort of say, "Hey, you know, he's Kara, sort of floating, blah yeah. blah blah, in space yeah. or whatever." Yeah, yeah off to yeah. a Legion meeting or something. Yeah, that's right. <laughs> then I'd be all for it. Um, <laughs> yeah, so I'm going to say out of eight out of ten for this, only because I do have a couple of issues with the composition and the paint on the teeth. Um, but I would still, you know, say recommended in that I think uh, that it certainly is a lovely iconic representation of the character um, yeah. and something that is befitting of the premium format um, line. Um, you know, nice little use of some soft goods as well. So you've got the mixed media in there. Um, and, uh, yeah, 8 out of 10. Awesome. Very nice indeed. And well, that was I'm an expensive give episode. A 10 out of 10. Because we did such a great job. Yeah. <laughs> it wasn't expensive. To be, to be fair, this is, um, you know, accrued <laughs> over a few months. So it's not like it just kind yes. of, you know, it happened right now. Yes, yes. <laughs> uh, I, I had that one of those situations where uh, I had a number of orders that were supposed to be sort of spaced out from about late October through to, to early Feb. And then the late October one got pushed back and then the November uh. one got pushed back. And then um, one of the, I think the Feb one came early. So, I ended up getting uh, five premium formats in about six weeks. Fully so, do. Yes. That yes. is amazing. Yeah, so this I, I have talked about – oh, actually, that's not true. I have got one more premium format that I probably won't review only because it um, is uh, going to be you – know, it's too long ago. But I did also pick up in that sale the – uh, variant Catwoman, the kind of nightfall. Oh yes, yes. Yeah, balance, which is actually a lovely, lovely piece. It is Excellent. just yeah. I like it. I, I'm so glad I've got it. Um, you know, because I actually like it better than the the other Catwoman. Wow. Oh, look, I might have to hear about that one. Ah, uh, look, it's uh, yeah. I, I'm actually blown away by 
it, it's it's great. And if I was forced to choose one, I would probably choose to keep that one rather than the original um, one because I really hmm. like it. Yep, good job. Excellent. Yep. Excellent. But hey, thanks everybody for listening, and we hope you're enjoying the kind of new, more relaxed, slightly less structured uh, <laughs> format. Um, let us know because this is probably what we're planning on kind of doing now. <laughs> um, At least for a while until uh, life calms down. Yep. Yeah. So, yeah, 2023. Um, <laughs> yeah. Uh, but uh, we've had some really nice feedback. I think people have been enjoying, um, you know, the, the kind of more focused uh, look at some particular things. Um, have had a few comments about people missing the news, etc. And I miss doing the news too, but right now it is a time thing. Um, yep. for us because there's a lot of work that goes into that and we are trying to find a way to keep going um, while making it sustainable for us so there you go indeed okay all right thanks On for that note, everybody see you next week bye bye good night nerds the Action Figure Blues podcast can be found on iTunes and Stitcher Radio and can be downloaded direct from actionfigureblues.com. Wherever you listen, please take a moment to leave a positive rating and review to help others find our show. We also have an active fan forum at afbforum.com where you can join with all the hosts of the podcast and many other collectors to discuss news, reviews, old lines, and trade and sell in a safe community. Please join us there. While you're at actionfigureblues.com, don't forget to check out our sponsors like Mike's Comics and Stuff, The Pop Culture Superstore, Bam Kapow, and Davy Boy's Toys. You can find us on Twitter at AFBlues, on Instagram at ActionFigureBlues, and on Facebook at Facebook.com forward slash ActionFigureBlues. Thanks for listening.